I'd like to open up at a scripture, Matthew 7, 23. It says, uh, get away from me, I don't know you. And that was a scripture that was read to someone that turned up, or a couple of guys that turned up um, for judgment. Now, this is a about true faith. This This talk is called, Will You Get Into Heaven? It's a big subject. So many people think that they're going to get into heaven and they may not be getting to heaven. These guys thought they were getting into heaven. So could that be you or could that be me? That think we're getting into heaven, think that we're loving God, but we're not really loving him with our hearts. This is about true faith. And this is from Jesus when he says, I never knew you, depart from me, you that work iniquity. How amazing is that? Um, this is this is an amazing, amazing scripture. This is a subject which we need to be exposed to because I believe so many Christians right now, right now, are believing that they'll be going into heaven, uh, but they won't. They they believe they're loving God, loving Jesus, but they may not really be loving Him. So what does it mean? How do we look at this? And how do we know if we're truly going into heaven? And is it worth exploring? I know I might be pushing some, um, you know, thoughts around here, but you know, I'm the same as you and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm going into heaven as well. And these things, when they come up for me and others, I like to share them because they're real. Um, you know, how do you determine if you've got the love of Jesus or is it just lip service? Uh, the devil believes in Jesus. He, he knows all about Jesus, aside from these men. you know. So when they come into judgment time, they'll be thinking that they, they were doing the right things. But it's, it's mostly about logistics. They were casting out demons. Uh, they were healing the sick, raising the dead, doing all the things of the Great Commission. But it wasn't enough. Isn't obedience a sign that we love God? And most would think, yeah, that is a sign. And you'd be right. Yes, obedience is a prerequisite to loving God. If you if you love me, you will obey me. That's what he says. So what does obedience look like? Well, God knows what's good for us. And so that's, <laughs> that's why he says, be obedient. I know what's good for you. I designed you. I created you. I want you to have a good life. He doesn't create us to be obedient, to be under the thumb. He creates us to be obedient so we can get the full joy uh, here whilst living here on this short time. You know, our time is short and there's so many others around us that have short times. We want to make sure that we're all getting into heaven. God knows what's good for us and obedience is part of that goodness. But it's not all... um, these men were rejected for uh, even though they uh, you know cast out demons and healed sick and and raised the dead they were rejected by by God and cast away from heaven and there's only other one other path and that's that's hell so um, you know the logistics that they were doing were not what God was looking for. He's not looking for our works. He's looking for our heart. 
God loves you. He, he loves everyone. He, but, but the way into heaven is through Jesus, the love of Jesus. And the other communication into heaven is through Jesus. So we can't really communicate with God unless we're going through Jesus. And how can we go through Jesus if we're not in the true love? We need to connect with him through God and God is love. And to get into God's love, we need to believe in him as the only begotten son. And that belief, when it's in the heart level, is not a logistics level. There's many people today that are in churches that love to go to church and that's a fantastic thing they love to read the word and really you know good good people in their in their characters but Jesus said no one is good no one except God and that's that means that that's uh, no one um, is going to be able to work their way to be good enough to get into heaven so doing the works in obedience is not the way into heaven it needs to be by the heart. The heart is love and God is love. In Mark 11, it talks about moving mountains. It says that we can speak to that mountain. And when we speak to that mountain, and it could be financial problems, relationship problems, all sorts of problems, God promises they can be moved if we speak to them. And we don't doubt in our heart, but we believe in our heart that what we ask will be done. Then we will see it. Belief, obviously, is not seeing before we're believing. We're we're, we're believing before we're seeing. But it needs to be in the heart. God talks about the heart a lot. So how are are you knowing if your love is true? And what does that look like for you? Well, we need to look at what love is with our belief in Jesus, our Saviour, our King. Our all in all. Love is not about logistics. Logistics and actions are a response, are the response that we should have to loving God with our hearts. So to receive and to get blessings, what what would Jesus um, do? You know what what would what would He do when He came to church? Well, Jesus came to serve the church. He came to serve you. He came to serve me. He washed the disciples' feet. He he trained them. He equipped them. But His focus. His focus was always someone else. He was always in Philippians 2.3, considering others of more value than himself. That is a secret. That is a key to being in the love of Jesus. Um, It begins to show us what God loves and what our love looks like as we love God when we think about what did Jesus do? What would he look like today? in the church what what would he be doing he'd be serving other people so the fear of god is a really good fear to have uh, it's reverence for knowing that god knows you and loves you and he'll be pleased to have you in heaven he wants everyone in heaven the devil wants everyone in hell but god wants you in heaven and he wants me in heaven and he wants us to help other people into heaven And he loves that. He loves you. And it's a true battle going on. Yes, he sees that. And today it's speeding up because the devil knows his time is running out fast. He's very busy with all his efforts to keep keep people out, you know, from the true love of God. 
He wants people to sit in their comfort zones. You could be feeling comfortable right now, wondering, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm getting into heaven? Well, how will I know that the love that I have is real and something that God will accept? How, how will you know? Well, it's, it's not really hard. There is a bit of a logistical area here to understand, and that's the Word of God. It's a great fear to have because it's very, very real and it's there to save your life. The devil wants you to think that it's too hard to really love God, to share Jesus with someone or or to bring love to your neighbours or to reach out to someone and feed the poor or anything else that requires extra effort. The devil can use fear of man in a mighty way to hold, to hold people back and, and put, keep them in their comfort zones and help them stay there till the day they die because he knows these comfort zones can keep people from being all, all they can be for God. And if, if, if you're staying in your comfort zone, living in the throne of grace, that can kill you. Because that's not being obedient. And that's not what's going to engage with the true love of God. There is a lot going on. There's a lot going on on our planet at the moment. We know that it's um, heading towards end days uh, faster than <laughs> faster than we've seen be- before. But Jesus, Jesus has overcome the world and he's deprived of the power to harm you or me. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to start stepping into the fullness of who you are in Christ, in the Holy Spirit. There is no better place of peace, joy, love and purpose of living. And to be part of that in the heart of God, in Christ, is a wonderful feeling in amongst what's happening. Jesus said, as he is, so are we. So that's you. That's me. As he is. He was the most happy person on the planet. (laughs) He would have comfort in anything. Nothing rattled him. How would that be? You know, something terrible happens around you, you go, oh, peace, you know, and it changes. Or you get sick and it's healed. This is, this is who we are. In Peter 5, 6, it speaks about being exalted. Now, Jesus was exalted. We're to be exalted. But there's a condition and it says to, to be exalted, uh, you know, we have to really humble ourselves under his body hand by casting all our cares to him. So he can look after us. We submit ourselves. That means we go lower. We consider him of much greater value than ourselves. that we're not the problem solver. He is. Exaltation is a great place. I like to look at it as a place of being above the problems and, and the circumstances and, and in a place seated with Jesus where there is comfort in all circumstances And that is a real place where we can all experience right now. The time is now. There's scriptures talking about now is the time. And the harvest is is ripe. Believe me, people are at points in their life now where depression has been, is at the highest level in recorded history. Young people are freaking out. They're confused. You know, there's gender diversifications. There's you know, will we have a job next next week? You know, um, what's my identity? All these things going on. And now is the time that they're starting to look outside of their common box of just going to work nine to five and looking for purpose and, and a saviour 
and and you may be the person that walks up to someone, smiles, gives them a track, says hello, do you know Jesus, are you sick, do you need some prayer? It could be as simple as that. And you change their life in a second because of what's flowing through you, because you have the love of God in you. And that accesses his power into that person's life in front of you. (laughs) I've seen it so many times and it's wonderful and it's amazing, just amazing what God can do (laughs) when we get out of the way. There is no better time than right now. As you listen to this word, uh, you may never get back this time right now. This is right now. I just heard of a man that dismissed the gospel, went off to an island for recreation, and unfortunately, he had a heart attack on the island. He dismissed it. He was given an opportunity, um, but today it's too late for him. It's just too late. It could be too late. I mean, don't let it be too late. It's up to you, and it's a great thing to, to do to love God with all your heart. Action your faith so it's alive and feel the freedom that comes. It's great. It's, it's obedient to action your faith. It's what he says in Mark 3.34. He says, And looking about at those who sat around him, Jesus said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And in Ephesians 2.10 it says, Those who are born again by faith in Christ will produce good works to the glory of God. So those who are born again by faith in Christ. So if you really want to make sure that you're born again and that you're in the love of God and that you're moving into heaven, you'll need to do some good works. You need to action your faith. Without actioning your faith, it's dead faith. And that doesn't please God at all. So the natural man puts himself on the throne of his life. But you, as a believer, have the opportunity to put Jesus on the throne of your life and rest by knowing and working to know him. The only way to really rest is to know Jesus. Look, it will take a while. Our mind has to renew. Our spirit is 100% renewed. (laughs) <laughs> That's fantastic and wonderful, and we can appropriate that 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 um, that spirit, everything that's in that spirit, and and flow out of us as an anointing and heal people, heal our own bodies, heal everything, change the world. But it'll only happen when you're in the pursuit and you seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. You will see good things, and you will feel peace and joy something which you may have been longing for for a long time a real peace so many christians do not feel peace i've been one of them you know what's happened is it's changed and why has it changed well it's been about working to know jesus that means reading time that means speaking about jesus that means sharing about jesus (laughs) fasting is fantastic It's not a favourite subject of anyone's. But I must tell you, each time I've fasted, I've seen amazing things happen in the spirit. Just circumstances would change for the better. And that is real. And an attraction comes onto a person when they're fasting because why? Well, they're denying the fleshly, worldly desires and they're saying, no, 
I will control you because I'm in the spirit of Christ. Imagine a life um, where there's no um, problems, you know, real problems, and where joy abounds and circumstances, um, problems, you know, things like that. All the storms of life, they lose their impact. While you're still here on the ground on earth, the, the intensity of those problems can lose their impact. That's what God promises, but it will take a while. It will take a renewing of the mind, but you can do it. Is it worth it? Absolutely. You know that you love God, right? And believe Jesus in your heart. When you know that, when you really know that, it feels comfortable. It feels great. And the fear of man, it's out the window because you want others to experience what you found. I know I can't shut up. And it's, it's, it's actually a, <laughs> it's a learning to be able to hold back at times. Part of the reason why I do a podcast so I can get it out. I hope something here helps you. It's helping me by, by just sharing this. But, but just know that God really loves you and he, and he knows uh, what you need. He knows what's good for you. And even if you don't want to do it, <laughs> he'll, he'll help you do it. Sometimes we have to do what feels uncomfortable before it becomes comfortable. True? Well, that's the same here. As you step out and you read the word, you share the word, you love God with all your heart, you be obedient to what he says. And that's, you know, laying hands on the sick, um, casting out demons, feeding the poor, you know, not being envious, not being jealous, uh, bringing love to people, all those things. This is what he's saying for us to do. So if he says for us to do that, we can do that. And it comes to fear as well. Fear will go as you resist it in the name of Jesus, but not really until you know God and that you rely on God as your resource. When you're relying on yourself all the time for your incomes, your health, uh, your future, it's not going to be in the fullness of, of Christ and he can't operate in his fullness if you're still looking to yourself uh, for financial security, let's say, or for um, anything in those areas. He's the one that supplies everything. Now, you you don't stop work necessarily, but the the value of where it's coming from and how it's getting there and, and who actually made it and who gave you the abilities needs to be acknowledged and recognised that it's all God for at any second it can all be taken away. And if your identities in the idols of work or even relationships and things like that, if that's your identity, then if anything there changes, now what's that going to look like for you? Not a good, not, not a good look at all. But when it's in Jesus first, second and third, it's a great secure platform that will not change. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's always there helping you. And remember that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So when you love God, truly love God with your heart, and you don't doubt, you know, you're in. The encouragement of each other in this area is vital. 
helping to make sure our brothers and sisters in Christ are clear about the true love of Jesus will change our nation. It'll change your family. It'll change your friends. It'll change your workplaces. It'll change everything. Making sure that your brothers and sisters in Christ are clear about the true love of Jesus will change our nation. Because we'll want to share it. As we're in his love more, we'll want to share it more. And that's multiplication. That's bringing other people into the love of Jesus. As we all unify and help each other to remember and to action our love for God and others, we will infect the world. You will infect the world. God doesn't use amazing people of uh, fantastic intelligence. He uses the... (laughs) The people that are lowly that um, don't really know what they're doing. I know, I know a guy that that ran the, or was led actually to run the um, Jesus Revolution in Australia. I think it was back in the '60s, and he had no idea that it was coming. He he had no qualifications. It just started to happen. And why did it happen? Because he was obedient. He just did what God wanted him to do. He just looked at himself as a tool for God to use. And that's all we are. There's no one better than you. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. We're all equal in this. So I might be talking on a podcast, but you can talk on a podcast too. You can talk on a podcast. Anyone can do this. Just step out. It's just another way to reach people. Uh, And they'll know you by your love. That's what he says. They will know us by our love. Well, they will. The people that don't know Jesus will know us. You may be hearing this for the first time right now, this this subject, or you may be wondering, will I really be getting into heaven? You know, Am I 100% confident that I'm going into heaven? Am I sure that I love God with all my heart? Or is it just logistical? Am I sure that it's, it's, it's really capturing God's heart and that he sees me, he sees Jesus in me? Am I really communicating with him? You know, am I really operating the Holy Spirit? Do I have him in my spirit? Am I fully born again? If that's you right now, it could be time for repentance and a reignition of your love and your vows and your commitment to God. It may not be. It may be, though, and it's as simple as that. I, I, I often uh, reignite my commitment to God. I want to make sure all the time and remind myself, I think it's a good thing, it's an encourageable thing, that we encourage each other in this area all the time. There are always times when each of us will run off track. I believe that all of us will run off track. We're always uh, sinning, let's say, um, you know, with a thought here or there, or we might do something that's inappropriate. But, you know, when we truly love God with all our hearts, we will come back. Sometimes we need our, our brothers and sisters to help us to come back, to remind us. That's why we are to encourage each other daily and we're to rejoice. We're to rejoice constantly. Rejoice always, Paul says. Always rejoice, no matter what the circumstances. You might be not rejoicing about the circumstance, but God, that he's turning it into good things, is a good reason to Rejoice, You know, the fact that we can speak, hear, see, taste, touch, smell, whatever it is, is a good thing that we may have a 
family or we might have a friend or we might have someone that we can help. Thank you, Lord, that we can do that. Thank you for being able to speak into a microphone like this. This is amazing. Just, just the um, privilege of being able to share your word with other people. I thank you. You know, that's the praising that we can do every minute of every day. Whenever we think of it, whenever we get the chance. And to start the day that way is a great way. So if you'd like to pray, I have a prayer here I'd like to share. And if you do, I suggest to move away from distractions. And if you like, say this prayer together with me. It's, it's nothing fancy. Uh, you can do it yourself, but when we do it together, it really is extra special. So here goes, Father, I just want to thank you so much for who you are and what you have given us in your love. It is so special. And I know that you provide us with your word to follow because you love us. Lord, please forgive me if I've run off track and have not fully and confidently been loving you. But right now, right here, I commit to loving you deeply, following your ways, obeying your word with a joy in my heart, knowing that it's putting a smile in your heart, Lord, and positioning me to be all that you want me to be. I believe what you did, Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God and that you love me so much that you gave your life for me and have now given me the way into heaven through your death and resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. I love you and I will serve you with a glad heart all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you just prayed that prayer, bless you. Bless you. I believe you're going to start seeing amazing Holy Spirit happenings. Yes, this is my prophecy for you. (laughs) I've seen it and it's coming for you in a way you may never have imagined. As you keep going, there will be breakthrough. It can sometimes take a while, but if you think of it like planting seeds... It takes a while for them to sprout and turn into trees, but you will start seeing it, I promise you. (laughs) There's such a great future ahead for you. It's just wonderful, and it will affect and influence every person that comes into contact with you. So bless you, and thanks for joining in together. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Amen.